Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with, no, not Gabe Montalvo. I'm here with special guest, Lewis Brackpool, all the way over from England. Lewis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Lewis is also the reason why we have this special 430 broadcast going on. But we have a lot of really specific things that I want to talk about with Lewis. We're going to get started in just one second. But just before we do, guys, just a reminder to, if you want to help us out, please visit EmpireStateConservatives.com. For all of our merchandise, the profits of which go back into helping us keep the lights on and spread conservatism in New York to push back against leftist tyranny. So, Lewis, how are you doing today over there in jolly old England? Oh, it's it's still tyrannical over here. Thank you very much, by the way, Evan, for, for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So thank oh, you. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, it's... It, it's Insane. hard. It's really hard for conservatives in the world right now. So we kind of yeah. we got we to stick together. Yeah, um, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's terrible. The whole world seems like it's trying to tear itself apart, man. But <laughs> let's get into it. All right. Sure. Um, we are having a lot of issues, not only in America, but obviously mm -hmm. now like from what we talked about previously in England with regards to free speech and obviously in other parts of the world, such as Canada and other places. Um, you were telling me these horror stories about what can happen listen i got we are as if you listen to this podcast you know we were banned for 60 days for a meme that i posted about jeffrey dahmer on thanksgiving saying no one can tell me how many people i can have over for thanksgiving dinner again clearly a joke because jeffrey dahmer ate people or parts of people and it was a joke but also kind of true because the government really can't tell you how many people you can have for thanksgiving but not only was I not banned in November, I was banned in March. So clearly a Facebook purge. Lewis, you told me some insane stories. Why don't you give the folks at home who uh, most most of our audience is from America. Let them yeah. know kind of what is actually going on in England with regards to free speech on the Internet. Well, um, buckle up for this one. So all I'm going to say before I do begin is um, for the Americans watching, please, 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 I cannot stress, and this is from uh, someone from England, you need to protect your First Amendment because that legislation is one of the most beautiful legislations on planet Earth. And I cannot even stress that enough. It is, we don't have that over here. I don't think any other country at the minute does not have the freedoms that American has, America has today. So to go through what's going on in England, uh, the police system is a two-tier system. Now, what that means is there is one rule for particular groups and others for another. So, for example, as a straight white male, um, everything's out to get me, unfortunately, to put it bluntly. I'm sure it's becoming like that over in America and a lot of other Western countries. But it's pretty much, yeah, it's been this way for a long time over here in England. I think the main thing I wanted to talk about mostly for free speech over here was since Tony Blair and him being a prime minister over here in, in England in the late 90s, early noughties, he was passing legislation through thick and thin, right? And the one I wanted to cover was the 2003 Communications Act. Now, you mentioned about your meme um, that you put up about Je Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, yeah. over here in the UK with the Communications Act of 2003, if you possess an offensive, offensive quotations material on your phone and the police search you and 
go through your phone and they find any offensive content, depending on what it is in con well, there is no context really, you can be charged for this and you can be put away, which is insane. Now, I think you, some of your viewers might have heard of a particular YouTuber called Count Dankula, uh, who was arrested in Scotland and charged and fined £800 for <laughs> teaching, his <laughs> teaching his girlfriend's pug to do a Nazi salute. Yeah, we actually he's... talked about this on this show a while oh, really? ago when it happened. We talked about it because yeah. I thought it was so insane. Yeah. That, listen, the guy's a jackass, but how do you get <laughs> fined for doing it? That's, yeah. like, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. So Scotland as well, being obviously the neighboring nation of England, has, has gone full communism with um, the new hate crime bill as well that's been passed up there which means your spouse at your dinner table, if she doesn't like what you're saying, he or she doesn't like what you're saying, <laughs> they can report you and you'll be taken away by the that police. Is, all right. So again, we try not to make this comparison because again, on the internet, whenever you talk about Nazis or Hitler, you usually lose the <laughs> argument. It seems that that really only works again when you're, when you're a leftist or talking against the right, because the left is literally adopting for like things that the Nazi party used during World War II. That was literally yeah. something that was done. You saw yeah. this. Um, have you seen the movie Swing Kids? No, I haven't. No, so Swing Kids, that? it's about a bunch of kids in um, Nazi Germany. It's Christian Bale. Right. And first they're like, you know, they ban swing because it's like, quote, you know, I'm not going to say the word. It's black sure. music. And okay. they're fighting against the Nazis. And then they join. They end up having to join the Nazi youth because they get caught in an, at an illegal club. And they start, like, Christian Bale goes full Nazi and starts, like, reporting his friends and reporting his family. That's literally what they're having you do. Imagine yeah. being so mad. First of all, how insane do you have to be to be so mad at your spouse that you're going to report them for something that they're saying at the dinner table? I that's know. insane. That's pure brainwashing to think that that's something that is should even ever happen. Yeah. And I, I feel for um, my, my neighboring nation, Scotland, because even though we are on our way to that level of tyranny, um, this hate crime bill is going to cause, I mean, it's completely passed through. So there's nothing people can do other than try and pressure the government to revoke it. But they've masked it in a way that sounds so lovely and enticing because it's to curb hate crimes and to curb really horrible speech and you know you shouldn't be saying anything that's that's completely out of line and if you do you know we'll deal with these criminals quote criminals it, it really shows just how humanity needs something like you need something to do when life mm. is so good that you're that you want people to rep report their spouses because you're done really fighting for freedom so you're going to go yeah. back to tyranny so you can fight for freedom again like they went from William Wallace you know they may take <laughs> our lives they'll never take our freedom against us <laughs> to to like straight up Nazi Germany that's it's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy it's, thing it's insane i think what it is as well i think the left are running out of bad guys so what they're now trying to do they can't really go after commentate well the only thing they can do is ban. And, uh, you know, they'll literally try and find as many bad guys as possible because they've lost the fight now in terms of bad guys. Everyone's pretty cool. Everyone's pretty chill. And, you know, that's, that's their way of handling it now. They're literally so desperate for someone to be transphobic. They're, they're so desperate for someone to be racist, homophobic, all the, the ists and the phobes. So the way to deal with it now is to ban or 
even go as far as arrest someone that says something that either is a joke uh, or completely, you know, whatever. There's no context anymore. Theatre um, performers, comedians, they're all facing massive scrutiny now for even jokes that they made years ago. And it's not it's not a nice world to live in because when you get rid of the com comedians and, you know, start banning what they can have a joke about, I mean, who's who's safe now? I mean, even you know? liberal comedians are starting to push back against this. I saw Chris Rock yeah. came out and said something, but it's 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 just it's so insane. Mm. But you talk about what happens is it's a progression over time. So Thomas yeah. Sowell talked about this after the civil rights movement. All these people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, they needed some way to make more money because that's how they were making their money. They were professional activists. They don't have any other skill set. So you always have to have another bad guy. The problem is, like you just said, when there's no more bad guys left, you have to start making them up. Yeah. And once you get you're in charge now, you're no longer fighting the system. You are the system. Now you just go, OK, we're just going to start banning stuff. It's it's an insane progression. And it's insane that we've gotten to that point that people don't understand how good they have it. Yeah, I think one one dude, um, I believe, up in Scotland it's mostly Scotland that's feeling the brunt of it because of this this bill that's been passed. Um, but it still happens in the UK. Um, but I think one dude got arrested for, I think, I think he was saying an old, I think it was like a poem or something. And there was nothing in there. If you took one look and said it and translated it, there was nothing that you could find that would deem to be offensive. I'm sure all. a liberal could. I'm sure they could. But they found it. They found it. And it was something to do with transphobia or something like that. And they took him in for questioning. And the first thing the guy said was, have you ever read George Orwell? Uh, to, to then they replied, no. Who's George Orwell? So they don't even know that they're going down this Orwellian path. And that's what's even scarier. That is what's the scariest thing about it. But we, but we, and we talk about this a lot on our show. It's... Mm. All these kids now, right? The the new generation, Gen Z, and all the millennials, sure. grew up on these young adult novels, right? Dystopian mm. futures, big government, you know, forcing everyone to be the same, and forcing everybody to do what they want them to do. Mm. And it's exactly what they're ushering in, like yeah. the Hunger Games that all these people love, fighting the system. You are literally implementing the same systems that are there. Yeah. You're erasing free speech. You want everything to be relegated by the government. Yeah. If, if they don't make the connection because they haven't been taught to think critically, they've been taught only this dogma that there's one way to live. And if you don't live that way, you're a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. I mean, a, a great example of where free speech triumphs um, was there's a there's a show here in the UK called Question Time, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about um, abroad. And they get a load of panelists on and they debate questions pretty much that the audience can chip in and ask questions then everyone has a debate and has their own view on things they invited a very 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 right wing um dude called nick griffin who is the leader of the british national party and it came out that he was uh, a pretty big anti-semite um you know he praised hitler in the past things like that which is absolutely disgusting and uh, he came on and they platformed him and everyone just went in on him. Like all the audience went after him. The panelists went after him and he got completely grilled. And then the debate was opened up after to say, well, because we grilled him so hard, it makes it look like that he's innocent 
and it makes it look like that he's he's you know we're we're hurting his feelings so much so people feel sorry for him but no the thing is when you start to deplatform people they start to go on the corners of the internet and they start to lurk around all different different places whether it be on 4chan whether it be on facebook whether it be on any platform really and they start recruiting and then they start bringing this idea of they're all against you. And the same with the far left. They do exactly the same thing, although they are more protected than, than everyone else. And it shows that if you do platform these people and challenge their ideas with more speech, you will win because it shows that you can dominate these ridiculous and disgusting ideologies and narratives. Yeah, because what they've always said is censorship is the tool when the lie stops working, right? And yeah, any Game of Thrones on. fans knows that cutting out a man's tongue doesn't prove that he's lying. It only proves that you're afraid of what he has to say. Exactly. If someone is a tool, you don't have to be afraid of what they have to say. They're a tool. Debate exactly. them. Take them down. I've always said this. Facebook should not have banned Louis Farrakhan. Again, Louis Farrakhan is one of the most disgusting human beings on the planet. He's a giant anti-Semite. He's a complete piece of garbage. And all of his followers are garbage. But he has every right to be on Facebook. And guess what? So do I. And when he posts his nonsense, I have the right to challenge him on it and make him look like a fool. Exactly. That is how freedom works. That's how you get people to really understand who is wrong and who is right. Because the people who are banned, like you just said, they're going to those deep corners of the Internet where there's no more conversation. It's mm. just recruitment. And if you force them into that recruitment mode, you only get more radicalized people. And they don't understand they're creating monsters on both sides. Exactly. Spot on. I think you couldn't have said it any better myself. So, yeah. And in England at the minute, it's all a case of, no, removing removing one side of the argument. And it's not even far right now. I mean, we can talk about that they, they ban the far right from doing absolutely anything. So white supremacy, to a degree, doesn't actually really exist <laughs> anymore. Because, you know, they can't even go out for a rally without being arrested now. Whereas the far left have complete free game and on top of this when you get movements like antifa uh, going after just regular conservatives that have a differing opinion and libertarians that believe in free speech but they they believe that words are violence that's when it gets a bit ridiculous and complicated you know and when movements like this that want to impose fascism to get their opinion across i mean that's a contradiction in itself for one and two how come they get leverage i don't understand like surely it's either uh, surely you would you would want to at least sit down and have a reasonable and rational debate in order to just sort things out and then the one with the the better idea will always win always win so yeah, you well, that's, said what, that's why they have to ban even normal conservatives, because yeah. when you bring rationale to a discussion, you completely invalidate the emotional argument. I have this problem all the time with with leftists that I know or even people who can not even far left, but just like they don't understand the issues. Once you mm. bring facts and figures into it and actual statistics, they mm. start going, well, well, I don't care. Well, maybe yeah. you don't care. You are the one who started this argument. It's the same yeah. thing. We've talked about this with police-related shootings. Okay, no, no one should die unjustly by at police hands ever, ever. Mm. But one, number one, unarmed does not mean you're not dangerous, and does not mean you're not capable of deadly force. And two, if you want to talk about actual numbers, because they're always making up these stats, 
Look mm -hmm. at the actual FBI statistics about unarmed black men versus unarmed white men. Unarmed white men are killed at twice, twice as many unarmed white men are killed by police in America every year than unarmed black men. But the mm -hmm. second you say that, they go, oh, you, oh, you, you don't want to talk about the real issue. You don't get it. Or yeah. I triggered um, Jamel Hill, formerly of ESPN. Now no one knows where she is because she's a complete hack. I said, why don't you talk about black on black crime? That's what's really destroying the black community. It's yes. 90, over 96% of the crime is black on black. Oh, stop mm. changing the subject. What do you mean stop changing the subject? Let's talk about the real problem. They want, they, yeah, they just want to be, it's pure emotion and they just want to win their argument by throwing a temper tantrum and they won't, they don't want to have to debate. And that's why they deplatform and that's why they censor people. Exactly. And I heard, of course, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, has just passed a, a new bill, I believe, to counteract um, uh, online cens censorship. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah what I a fantastic was... guy. That Keep guy hold is... of that dude. I, that guy needs to be elevated to all levels of politics. Oh, but yeah. What happens is the people who feel like they're not being heard, they start yelling mm -hmm. louder and louder. And then they do what has happened throughout history is they find their strong man. And they mm. impose their selective tyranny. And everyone's fine with tyranny as long as it's their tyranny. And yeah. that's the problem. That's what the people on the left don't get. And that's what people on the far right don't get. Right? Exactly. You had um, Nick Fuentes wanted to wanted the government to do all these things to ban pornography, to ban some other insane stuff. He's a nutcase. You're okay, mm. fine. So you're not really – you're not a conservative. You are literally a, a right-wing fascist because you want the government to impose your will on other people. And I've always told everybody that true conservatism is very close to is very close to classical liberalism, where it's yeah. the government should just be protecting my rights and not imposing my thoughts or feelings on anybody. But yeah. that is what everyone is looking for now. And that's the big problem that we have. The government's going to force everyone to be equal. They're going to fix income inequality. They haven't fixed anything. Government never mm. solves a problem. They just elongate the duration. Yeah, the idea of getting out your wallet and getting out of my head and just get out of my rights. Just leave me be. And that's how it should be. But unfortunately, um, big government now, because of the lust for power and the lust for authority, that's always going to start coming about and you've just got to keep fighting against it. And that's the only way to win. And in America as well, you have more leverage to do that because you have a, a bill of rights under the constitution to protect you citizens from that. So if something isn't, is un unconstitutional then you can use that and have that to protect you i mean the magna carta over here is so out of date i mean it's not it's i mean it's in a bloody museum and it's just left there it's not even it, we don't use it so that's it doesn't that's it really only apply to like nobles pretty much so <laughs> doesn't so count me then the so yeah so it's useless for me <laughs> and everyone else but what can you do um Going back to uh, free speech and things like that, something as well in the UK that's, that's probably worth knowing. I think I did mention this to you when we had a private discussion, mm -hmm. and that is non-crime hate incidents. I think I did. I briefly touch this. Yeah, you did, and I, yeah. I really like this. some of the stuff you told me. I couldn't believe it was true. Yeah. But then I yeah. looked it up to like confirm it. I'm like, oh my god, this stuff is actually happening. It's the same stuff <laughs> when I tell people like the story about the guy in Scotland. Yeah. They're like, no, that's that's not real. Like, no, no, it's real. This stuff's really happening. So why don't you give yeah. the folks at home a little bit of a, a little bit of background on the non nonviolent yeah. incident? So so what that is, that is uh that's when if say for instance you post something on Twitter 
or Instagram or Facebook or any other social media that's deemed to be a little bit spicy, a little bit, oh, you know, I'm not quite sure you can say that. Um, if it's reported and it gets picked up by the police, they have the right to come to your doorstep and pend an investigation to see whether you are committing a hate crime. So it's a non-crime hate incident. So, yeah, it's a it's a hate crime that hasn't been committed. They're investigating whether it has, if that makes sense. So it's my it's like Minority Report. We're going to stop crime yeah. in the future. That's yeah. in, that's that's insane. I, I keep waiting for like your door, your someone to start knocking on your <laughs> I'm door. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And I've got a, 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 carry on, sorry. It's a non-crime hate incident. So it's yeah. not a crime. So why are the police investigating it? It's not a crime. So it's exactly. either a crime or it's not. It can't be yeah. a not crime that needs a police investigation. So yeah. like, I, I, I still can't wrap my head around this. I mean, this is the thing. This is the big debate. I mean, what what constitutes as offense it's subjective you know i feel different offense to you for example i you know anyone would feel different offenses from everyone because everyone's different um and just to add between 2014 and 2019 i had to double check this almost 120,000 non-crime hate incidents were recorded by police forces in england and wales so that's how big we're looking at. And we're only the whole of the UK with Northern Ireland. I mean, we're only 66 million. So 120,000 in just between 2014 and 19. That's not including 2020, where things heightened. We're not including 2021, where things are even more divisive. Um, yeah, what can I say? It's, it's getting worse. Oh, my God. That, that's insane. That is, an, yeah. that is an insane concept. And to have that many of those incidents, mm. it, it's just, it's like things that you should just be blocking people on social media for are now a police matter. Yeah. That, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it is. It is. And like I said, what what uh, that's all I question for people that say, think it's a good thing. Well, what constitutes as hate or hateful? What constitutes um offense that's that's the biggest question it's subjectivity you can't measure that you can't measure things with feelings can you it's like the idea that they gender is on to. a spectrum they try <laughs> to i mean someone popped into my dms and tried to debate about the whole gender thing being on a spectrum and try and i said look you've rendered that meaningless because it's now a subjective matter it's now a matter of how you feel as opposed to what is so this is the questions that you, you've got to ask these people. And, we're, like, you know, it's, it's complete subjectivity. And unless the government pulls their finger out, we don't see any developments as of yet because our, our conservative government aren't conservative at all. Believe it or not, they're, uh, they're neoliberals is what they are. You know, we had that same problem in this country for a while with the Bushes and all the sure. other people. But uh, hopefully we're turning a corner with the... Uh when president Trump came to power and you know, a lot of these rhinos Republicans and name only for those of you who don't know, they were exposed and a lot of them, you know, getting primaried and there's a big movement to get back to true classical liberalism or conservatism, awesome. constitutionalism, all those things basically under the yeah. same umbrella. But it's insane that you have to deal with. Oh my God. Yeah. You've got, you've got to be careful. It, like, you've got to it, be careful. It breaks my be brain. Smart. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm very grateful. I'm I'm living in the West, and uh, other Westerners can acknowledge that this is absolute bollocks. Um, so <laughs> it's just a, a waiting game now. It's a waiting game and a pressure game. So we're hoping to see some good development soon. I mean, in order to have free speech, you have. I mean, as we all know, you're a for former prince. Was it the prince formerly known as Harry or the, the oh. Harry formerly who was a prince said the that First wanker. Amendment was bonkers. Of course, a an elitist whose wife is just one of the worst people on the planet oh, yeah. would say yeah. that. Why should people be able to say what they want? Why should be able, people be able to criticize their government? Why should people be able to, you know, assemble in public to petition their government? Why? Why should they be able to do that? Of course, the person who's never had anything, had to struggle for anything would say that. And it's yeah. you have the same issue in this country where all these people who are against free speech, all these people who are against the Second Amendment, most of them, it's wealthy white liberals. Yeah. And you see it because they're like, oh, I they feel so bad that their parents or their grandparents worked hard to give their family a better life that and other people's families stayed on welfare and didn't bother, you know, going through the steps needed to build up over generations that they want everyone to be made equal. But they don't yeah. understand how that works. They don't understand how the process works of moving up in America. They don't understand the process of just what welfare does to a community and how it just completely pushes them down. And they don't understand any of these things. It's all about what sounds good. It's all about what makes them feel better about themselves. Exactly. But to not understand that you need freedom of speech to be able to – they call themselves progressives. In order to progress forwards, you have to be able – to have controversial ideas. I mean, Galileo was excommunicated from the church yep. for saying that the earth wasn't at the center of the universe. Yeah. He was yep. excommunicated. Yeah. That, that's and, and now we know that we're not at the center of the universe. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's insane. They don't understand. You have to be able to risk offending somebody in order to move forward. But exactly. they just want what they want. They just want someone to like hug them at night and put a blankie over <laughs> Well, exactly. And going back to Harry as well, um, I mean, apologies is all I'm going to say, right, for that. I know you guys have got to deal with him now. I mean, we've had to deal with that for a while. So it's your turn now to, to, to have that. But um, all I can say really is this just shows how out of touch the elite are. Um, now, I, I consider myself a bit of a populist, populist conservative populist right wing you know it's it's all it's all molding into one now I, i'm anti-elitism i don't like any of that it's it, the idea of of a, a rich dude getting up on stage and saying the first amendment one of the most beautifully crafted pieces of legislation is bonkers when like you said giving you literally the right to assemble the right to religious freedom the right to to share your opinion, no matter how grossly offensive it could be, within reason. And I don't understand what's bonkers about that. And like you said, it, it's just it's complete it's complete nutter. I can't even <laughs> I can't I, I'm like you at the minute. I, I just can't put into words when someone says something so fucking stupid. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you and you sit there and you sort of double take and you go sorry say that again mate come on it's, um, always, it's always these elitists like aoc literally said that oh. people in congress literally it basically have been through war because of january oh. 6th she was in a different building yeah, they weren't she's... in the building when the people it's just like it's so dumb 
And then people are like, yeah, no, that she's she knows what she's doing. She should be a leader in this country. It's like, uh, oh my god, we're 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 screwed. I don't. Yeah, and even from Brit, she's nuts as well. I mean, didn't she file recently? Uh, I read something up saying that she filed uh, for therapy from January sixth. Yeah. she wasn't even fucking there. Oh, Jesus! It, it's Christ. so insane. But this is no. no let's shift gears a little bit to elitism. Sure, it's going to transition into what I want to talk about with regards to the Second Amendment and its lack sure. of impact on anything real that liberals talk about but we've seen this out of touch stuff always come from elitists right we see mm -hmm. lebron james and oprah and michelle mm -hmm. obama telling black people you can't succeed in america these are people yeah. who are at the top of their fields the most successful people in their fields right mm -hmm. lebron james arguably the best basketball player in the nba oprah top of the day of daily talk for decades right mm -hmm. michelle and barack obama the best at destroying nations it's just on believable <laughs> that they're going to tell these people that you can't succeed because of the color of your skin. It's a complete lie. You have millionaires and billionaires telling you uh, the people of your race telling you, you can't succeed. So how did mm. they do it? Yeah. It, I it's know. insane. It's such an elitist attitude. Another one to add Lewis Hamilton, formula one driver as well, uh, claims he's vegan, but drives a formula one car uh, on top of that drives around. Well, pilots as well uh, in his private jet and on his private boats as well telling people and kneeling for black lives matter and says you know we hear you we stand with you um for oppressed minorities when he's possibly the most um out of touch um minority uh, i've i've ever seen personally i mean i don't think he really can speak on behalf of black people as well which is absolutely absurd um britain as well i think i wrote an article as well for red liberty media in regards to to race um and that was about how the race report in britain has come out to say that actually there isn't institutional racism in the uk or systemic racism i mean we all knew that and we were trying to say this and the left reacted and um black leftists as well reacted with oh it's completely farce it's, it's it's a lie it's bullshit and you're there like sorry i would be jumping for joy finding that out i mean it's like almost they want western countries to be racist just to fit their own story times it's unbelievable and it it makes me sad really because i i chat to a lot of different conservatives here in the uk about it and, you know, is X, Y, and Z systemically racist? Is it institutionally racist? I mean, there's nothing... The word systemic is really... I need to take that out of my mind now because I can't stand that word. But still, it's it's unbelievable that, that you would even show the evidence of the report, which was done by many different um, backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds that reside here in the UK. Um, and they were trying to find racism and they could, they couldn't, it was, it was all down to lots of different things, lots of different disparities from class to maybe disabilities to lots of different disparities, but race wasn't the thing that came up. And yeah. when you tell this to, or show this to, to people who don't believe you white liberals or, you know, anyone, it's just the same answer. It's bullshit. 
No, it no, I don't believe cognitive it. dissonance. It's when yeah. reality doesn't go along with what they believe. They're yeah. unable to process it, and they just believe that it's a lie. Harvard did a study, too, on police brutality, and they found mm. there actually was no disparity in terms of police brutality with regards to race. Sure. And the left – first of all, Harvard is an extremely – leftist institution extremely oh, yeah. leftist they started banning yeah. asian students because there weren't enough black students they uh, are huge that. they are huge leftists they are huge liberals there's no i don't know if there's any university that's more left right now than harvard and they their study said it did not exist because based on the based on the facts based on the numbers based on things you can actually talk about that are not abstract because again feelings are abstract if you yeah. feel that a, a group is pro, is being prosecuted or hunted down then, okay, you feel that way, but it doesn't mm. make it reality. Mm. And it's just, it, it's unbelievable how they cannot, they can't just be like, okay, I was wrong. And I tell people all the time when yeah. I'm growing up, listen, it's one of the most shameful things in the entire world. I thought the government was good. I thought the government could solve problems. <laughs> I thought it would be like, yeah, man, I trust the government. Of course. Yeah. they're. Why would we vote these people in if they weren't, you know, awesome and knew what they were doing? <laughs> they, I was an yeah. idiot. They don't know what they're doing. And I've seen the error of my ways. And I've seen that big government only leads to problems. Mm. It never fixes anything. And the only way to actually have freedom is to have a limited, uh, limited government. But yeah. it's it's nuts. But this, this elitist attitude towards everything and people just like idolize these celebrities and just believe yeah. what they say. And you talked about the Formula One racer. Leonardo DiCaprio does the same thing. Flies yeah. around the world in private jets. John Kerry does the same thing. To, oh. save, to save, stop climate change. I have to yeah. fly on a private jet. It's it's just such an elitist attitude. And we had um, Mike Bloomberg, who is the former mayor of New York City and is one of the biggest gun grabbers in America right now, have the mm. Every Town organization, which is just a bunch of gun grabbers who know nothing about guns, gun violence, or gun statistics at all. Talk about how you don't need a gun to protect yourself because what are you going to do? Get a, get in a drawdown in the street? And then the reporter goes, but in order to interview you. I had to go past a bunch of guys with guns. And he goes, oh, well, that, that's different. Of course, oh, for you, yeah. it's different. You are more important. It's the same thing we saw with Nancy Pelosi had to get her hair done during COVID lockdowns, right? Lori Lightfoot yep. had to get her hair cut. Yeah. It happens all the time. Joe Biden talking about, oh, the, the you know, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Wrong. Wrong, yeah. dude. That's why the Constitution yeah. was written. This elitist attitude is you know, we need all the protection. We need all those things, right? They put up the gates at the Capitol. They have the National Guard in there, but they let Portland burn all summer. It's not, yeah. that's what leads to the, all these problems, this elitist attitude to keep other people down and keep the elite at the top. Rules for thee, but not for me. That's what springs to mind, really, isn't it? And it goes it goes the same for most of the Western world, unfortunately. Um, I've seen, pro well, prominently I've seen it in, in America, mostly, because I try to keep up with what's going on over there. And, um, do you know, I, I just feel like it's like a woke competition now, um, between, between all the countries, Canada taking the lead, probably I would say. Oh my God. They, they're really <laughs> trying to go full communism. <laughs> yeah. Shaking hands. Shaking oh. hands. Yeah. Terrible. So this is the problem with elitism. Um, it's rules for thee, but not for me. Um, it's same with Patrice colors as well. The leader of black lives matter as well. Um, wrote an article about that um about how she spent a lot of money in real estate um from taking donations as well um taking all the donations and and spending it elsewhere so 
not looking good and then complaining saying that it's white supremacy when she moved to a, a majority white area uh so you know this this idea of because because of this power in this one individual doesn't matter who it is they feel that they can dictate other people's lives and 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 think for other people because they believe they know what's best because they feel that special and that's where i where i turn off from it because you can't think for everyone else right everyone's different you may agree you may have a lot of agreements me and you evan have a lot of agreements right but we're still different people and we'll still find something that we probably don't agree on and that's cool that's that's the good thing the problem is with elitists and elitism is they don't care they really do not care about the opinions that you you confl- you conflict with because all they want to do is control it all they want to do is just control what you think and what you do just because it it gives them more of a gain so that's how i feel about elitism anyway no, it's the worst. And to segue kind of into gun rights, and listen, I'm sure. basically living under communism under Emperor Cuomo. We have some, <laughs> we have terrible gun legislation. We have literally, and and gun grabbers, especially in America, I don't know about how it is in England because you guys really don't have many guns anymore. But they don't <laughs> know anything about guns. And I you try to use no. this example all the time. If I was going to regulate like people being able to give like birth in a bathtub, right? I would learn everything about the birthing process. Sure. Bathtubs and what goes into giving birth in a bathtub and the pros and cons. Gun grabbers know absolutely nothing about guns, gun violence, or what causes it. It's unbelievable. And all of these Democrat run cities with strict gun control have the highest rates of gun violence. And we've seen it over in, especially in London, with all the acid attacks and knife attacks. You guys ban knives. And still violent crime still on the rise. What is it really like over there with regards to firearms and also with regards to violent crime? Like, yeah, is there a way to stop it? Like, Are humans just naturally violent? Do we just want to kill each other? (laughs) That is a very good question. Um, In terms of guns and terms of firearms in the UK, um, there's no point even owning one um, because you need you need a lot of certificates you need a lot uh, you need to have it locked i believe in a case in a specific part of your house you need to let the police know they need to know they come and check make sure that it's locked it's there's a lot of regulation um on it and uh on top of that i mean you can go to a pistol club you can go to a rifle club i'm going to a rifle club soon actually uh, i'm going to do a bit of clay pigeon shoot and just give that a go because i haven't done it in the uk i've shot firearms in america in tampa um but i haven't done it uh, in the uk so that'll be an interesting um uh, that'll be an interesting experience but in terms of that i mean the firearms act of 1968 comes up to mind because this is going to blow your mind um people in the uk aren't allowed to carry um any non-lethal weapons and pepper spray if you are caught carrying it and using it you will go to jail and have the same sentence as you would if you whipped out a pistol and fired it like at someone. So that's that's the level um, that we're going at right now. So let's say a woman is out at night and um, uh, an attacker or an assailant comes to try and grab her or do whatever to her. Um, sh- if she pulled out a pepper spray to obviously use that against the assailant, and it you know causes him to or her to you know whatever um that will land her 
in a pretty serious situation under the law. And that's what I don't get. I don't understand that. So this Firearms Act, uh, it definitely needs a look into, um, I believe, because I believe over in America, you're allowed to carry um, non-lethal. Well, you're allowed to carry most things uh, in America. In in New York, they just unbanned nunchucks. They had banned nunchucks because apparently Bruce Lee had inspired all the criminals to learn, you know, karate and learn how to use nunchucks and be super efficient with them and not, you know, crack themselves in the face. But it's, right. it's insane. We, we see all these laws are extremely arbitrary and they don't really have they don't have a curb on violent crime because no. if you are a criminal now, you know, your victim is unarmed, especially if they can't even carry pepper spray. Boom, it's yeah. an easy target. Unless, you know, hand to hand combat, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're done. And that's why a lot of um, a lot of women as well in the UK take up self-defense classes because of this. Um, if it's done any work i i'm not sure i've not read up the statistics on that so i can't really have an opinion um but listen in in terms of that um it's a difficult one obviously america is vastly different from the uk we've got different cultures involved with with guns and obviously legislation clearly um so to see it over here uh would be different would it work i'm not 100 percent sure i'm really really not 100 percent sure uh, and that's just my opinion. I mean, someone could come along and give a really, really detailed argument as to why guns work in the UK, and we can go from there. But the the answer to it is it won't ever happen. Uh, there is no way it will ever happen. So it's it's kind of like a pointless conversation to even have in that respect to try and unban guns here. Um, in terms of, of knives and knives attacks and things like that, I mean, banning the knives, um, I mean... You can't. You have, when you go camping, um, you get pulled up for for even having cutlery, uh, in that sort of sense to go camping. So this is the level of of what we're dealing with here. Um, you have to have certain uh, types of cutlery, and if you go over the the sort of the criteria, I think plastic's okay. Can you have a um, spork? Is a spork too dangerous? Oh, John, I need to look into that one. But probably, probably it is too dangerous, and I'll need a license for it. Only, only spoons. <laughs> only spoons. Only spoons. Only spoons. That's it. Um, but it's a problem. It's a massive problem, especially in London. Density areas in London, where gang violence is rampant at the minute, where multiculturalism has definitely failed um, because of this as well. And listen, I'm not sure what the solution is. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think I don't think over here in the UK it works if we try to unban guns. It doesn't work for even banning knives as well because you can still get a hold of them. We still have um, gun violence here in the UK as well within gangs. They can still get hold of them through the black market, through whatever source they have. So, you know, it's a never-ending battle that you, you just... Unfortunately, I don't think you'll see a win um, winning. You, you just need to impose, I think, more police presence in terms of patrolling the streets like they used to do back in the 70s and possibly the 80s as well where they would actually go out to to really bad areas and patrol and deter crime instead of let the crime happen and then they get called to go and sort out the situation i mean it would be a lot easier to to deter crime if they were actually out there patrolling like they used to but they're not doing that anymore because well, that's, that's, what Giuliani, that's what Giuliani did in the early late 90s, early 2000s is proactive policing. And that's how you keep that's how you allow the police to stop crime. But sure. making innocent people, you know, just completely unable to defend themselves is insane. Yeah. 
Like at yeah. least, listen, I live in communist New York, at least in New York City, women, actually, I don't even know if women carry pepper spray in New York. They probably can't, <laughs> but it probably has to be like low grade pepper spray. Okay. But it is another big difference that we have is that, again, we talked about the First Amendment, that free speech is enshrined in America, but so is the right to bear arms. And it's a huge difference. You see all these things that you guys are subjugated to that we are able to push back and we are able to make sure that we can ensure our freedom. Because honestly, at the end of the day, if push really came to shove, Americans yeah. own about 40% of the world's guns. If yeah, we really had to, we could, and you just got to get someone to get us together. You can kick you some take serious up ass. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can have, well, you have the right to, to start a militia, I believe. Yes. So yeah. under the uh, militia acts, they tried to, to make it the national guard. But under the militia acts, the militia is any able-bodied male between 18 and I think 39. Wow. Okay. So that nice. is the actual militia required to be, you know, available for the militia. But yes, any <laughs> American, you have, listen, you're a law-abiding citizen. You have the right to bear arms. You have the right to protect yourself. You have the right to be secure in your property. How can you be sure. secure in your property if you can't defend your home? Mm. No, I agree. I agree. And I will be moving to Texas and we'll oh, be you're uh, so lucky. Yeah. So I, I will freedom. be doing that. And uh, yeah, trying to have that taste of freedom because, yeah, I mean, I've been to a lot of places in America for holidays in my previous job and it was fantastic and I've missed it. Um, but unfortunately, I've never had the the freedom that you guys um, uh, talk about and we do see. And yeah, I'm hoping to get a taste of that one day, uh, especially. And if I'm ever in New York, man, we'll have to we we'll have to go to a range or something and, and give that a go. I mean, you you know your guns very well. I mean, as a Brit, it's still quite unknown for us. So, <laughs> well, you know the part you pull the trigger and it goes boom. But yeah, yeah, there we'll, you we'll, go. we'll get you all caught up. <laughs> Living in Texas, you'll get all caught up on guns. But cool. um, Lewis, I really want to thank you for coming on my show. I know you're a few hours ahead, which is why we had the special time. But I know you had a long day at work. But why don't you give the folks at home uh, information where they can find your show, where they can find more about you on social media? Thank you, Evan. I, I really do appreciate that. And thank you very much for, having, for, for letting me come on. Um, yeah, you can check me out on YouTube if you type my full name, Lewis Brackpool, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm always doing um, content every week, like Culture Crisis and watching the decaying mess uh, that is of, of the West at the minute and what's been happening. So I do react to that as well. Uh, you can check me out on other social medias on Twitter at Lewis underscore Brackpool and of course on Instagram, the same thing as well. And I do have Discord and of course Telegram as well. You can join. All right, guys, and make sure that you also check out redlibertymedia.com. I think Emma said the new website will be going up soon. Lewis was part of the first podcast episode on why abortion is not a constitutional right. Gabe and I, as you know, guys know at home that we did the second episode on the issues with red flag laws, which are extremely unconstitutional and hopefully will be gone soon. But guys, make sure that you head to our website, empirestateconservatives.com. We have our Guns and Freedom shirt, all the other shirts that I wear on the show. All Remember, all of that goes into helping us spread conservatism. We do not make a profit. All of that goes back into the company. Right now, a lot of that money comes out of our pockets and out of the pockets of our fans. But the more people that help us out, the more merch that you get, the more you share, like, subscribe to these episodes, the easier my job becomes, which would be really, really great because I'm getting real tired. But again... <laughs> not giving up guys make sure you follow us on facebook at empire state conservatives on youtube at empire state conservative network on instagram at underscore empire state conservatives and still on twitter for now at empire state cons guys so everybody stay safe and don't let fear secure freedom mm -hmm.